Welcome, friends and fellow Damons, to another episode of Damonosophy, where we explore the dark undercurrents flowing forth from the dark fire that fuels reality. And my guest today is Mr. Igor Rubchinsky of the band Biocarbon 13, who we have had on the show once before and is returning now in a post-COVID kind of uh, environment to talk about um, all the stuff he's been doing, the new music he's been making, a new album he's put out, and all this, all this other great stuff. So, hey, Igor, welcome back to the show, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for asking me back. Well, tell me about, tell me about the new album. Let's talk about that. Mm. Well, it's the latest uh, one. Is it's been a, a minute out uh, because of the COVID. It's still new, so it takes longer. Surprisingly, it takes longer to make stuff now that we're in the quarantine than it was before. I don't know how to explain that, um, but um, yeah, if you had a chance to listen to it, all of it has kind of like double, triple meaning, and all of it has to do with our, uh, or at least my daily life, things that I see and uh, experience. I, th I think that would be true for every uh, anybody uh, that drawing inspiration from their own life. No, there's all kinds of innuendos. I know there's all kinds of meaning in it. Let's talk about the 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 name of the album first. Nightshade. What does it mean? Well, um, of course, uh, you know, you know, we're goth, we're dark, <laughs> and it's kind of like I, I was always kind of puzzled by the name of Nightshade. Having shade at night. Have you ever thought about it? And it's kind of like I don't know. It's uh, kind of a double, it's like a double negative. Right, right. Uh, contradiction in term. But also, uh, and it's also a description for poisonous plants, right? And it's also, uh, you know, we live in a kind of poisoned environment, which is poisoned what we eat, poisoned what we think, poisoned what we say, poisoned what we breathe cough so i figure you know it's kind of like may resonate with somebody on one of these levels yeah no absolutely and it it, it totally resonated with me so i gotta say that the um the i mean i think this is like the the dopest album you you've done so far um and i've been listening to to your stuff for a while now um and it's it's like it's like at an, it's 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 like at another level like the composition the production um everything on it just sounded really good is there anything you know how, how would you explain that to me why is that is something changed changed with uh where you're coming from and, and how you're doing this i have no idea I, i'm flattered of course by i'm really flattered by by your praise it's always I mean, I've been a fan of your work, and I, uh, you've been, your stuff is like next level. <laughs> I mean, it's so professional. It's always uh, on the quality, uh, on every from every uh, direction aspect that I strive to achieve, and uh, music-wise, engineering, you know, you and so 
from you this praise really means a lot. Now, how I camped, I I have no idea um, I, what to answer, how to answer. It's it's ever every album or every songs that I try to do. Well, no, I, every song. It used to be like every two songs. I try to learn something new technically and uh, sound-wise, find some new ear candy that I can put in a song. But uh, it all has to work with the um, melody, with the lyrics, and uh, lyrics probably the hardest thing for me to come back, uh, to produce. But uh, I don't know what happened to that album. It just kind of like came together, apparently. Well, whatever, I mean, whatever factors came, came together for it, it, it sounds really awesome. Um, I also want to ask about the, the artwork on it, on the cover, the cover art. Is that, is that an image of you on there? Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, my back. Um, I was um, on uh, Reddit and I wanted to get the image. Unlike the previous images for, uh, for my previous releases, I wanted to have it more like synthwave um feel to it and i came across this digital artist from um, i believe he's from albania <laughs> please forgive me uh and uh, he's an art student and i asked him you know uh for his idea and he gave me this sketch and there was a different person uh, so i asked him hey can you throw my image in there and so he did and there you go. Oh, it's awesome. It's like it's like you're a mad it's like a mad uh, magician, magician, scientist, conductor. And you're like and, and it's um, I wish I could. Hey, do you have it? Can you can you pull it up on the screen really fast? Uh, yeah, that, that's exactly what I thought that uh, uh, what, uh, I thought that this album cover was dope because it's exactly the first thing I came to my mind that that, that it was a. Uh, um, some sort of conductor, and uh, and um, then um, yeah, you know, right. with all these hands, and then if you look at his uh, watch, it's kind of like projecting some holographic things, and uh, the air is all moving, and uh, uh, there is all nature and technology all kind of came together, and, I, and then the, at the bottom. Uh, I don't know if you're going to see somewhere there. There's like a uh, below my butt. There is a boat stuck in the mid and I feels uh, like it's stuck in the middle, middle of the um, some sort of the, uh, um, mayhem at sea. And it's this lonely boat being tossed around uh, by the waves at will. And it's kind of like in some way, I, I feel that we are uh, have this illusion of control in our life, and but the, in reality, we are subject of the forces beyond our control. I don't know; it's getting too deep. But <laughs> basically, when I saw this image, I, I thought, "Cool, it makes sense." Oh, that's crazy. So yeah, no, it's like you're uh, just uh, it's it's like uh, 
The Tempest. That's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking yeah. of that image from that film, The Tempest, where it's like he's like, you know, pulling together right. all these like natural elements and like thoughtful elements and recombining all of the all of the chaos that's yeah. like happening in the universe around us and like taking all of that and kind of reforming it into into order, into a vision of 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 order. Um, Didn't Shakespeare had something like that? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's a Shakespeare play, The Tempest, and then there was a movie, right. uh, movie version of it um, in the in the eighties with uh, Molly Ringwald and Susan Sarandon. And oh, okay. I, um, I, yeah, I don't remember that, but you know, Edges was great to me. <laughs> I don't remember. It. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, and it sounds so. So I was going to ask you. I, I I thought I heard guitars in some of the songs. Have you added guitars to to anything? No, uh, it's like uh, every other release. Everything was totally electronic. Everything was purely synthesized. <laughs> no, um, there may be samples there, but uh, it's all it came right out of the box. I used Logic, so I used everything built in, except for one plug-in it's called Vanguard, but they no longer make it. And uh, I'm kind of like pissed off because I want to keep using it, but it's only supported by a 32-bit uh, operating system. Now, since they went away from supporting 32, I can't upgrade my operating system without losing that plug-in. Uh -huh. so, and I wish that Native Instruments uh, did something, gather, uh, uh, you know, uh, act together and uh, re-released it uh, uh, compatible with the latest operating systems. That's always that, that. That's always the thing with all of the electronics, man. Just when you get everything, all of your, all of your different elements in perfect harmony. One of these companies like changes something or puts out a new release or sunsets something, and then you have to uh, re. Then you, it's like a, you're back to the drawing board. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm getting to the point to let you know. Screw that! I'm not updating it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I reverted to like acoustic guitars for the moment. I just couldn't keep up with the technology. It was just, uh, uh, it was like too much for me. It's a lost start, actually. Uh, you know, it, it seems I think the, you're a rebel playing, uh, um, playing them, playing acoustic instrument or, you know, organic instrument because, um, you know, well, I've ventured guess that you and I grew up during the time that we started playing, you know, some sort of instrument uh, like, you know, piano, clarinet, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, play an orchestra, and then we'll go like, let's go next generation. We're gonna go digital, all right? And now everybody only know digital, and they don't know how to play any instrument. I think that there should be a balance. Yeah. So, uh, kudos for you for bringing back the sound of that people may have forgotten. What is your like earliest like musical um, musical devices? Uh, dude, it's going to so, uh, sound too obnoxious and pretentious, but I, I grew up uh, my in a musical family. My mother was a music teacher. Her father was a music teacher. So um, they wanted to, um, 
make sure that I have that culture and uh, not necessarily to continue in their tradition, but I wanted to make sure that I, I uh, have this education. So they started me on, on playing piano at the age of, I don't know, five, six. And then I continued through uh, junior college. And then only when I immigrated to the United States, I decided that um, professional musician may not be the best choice for me. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I, even when I was young, I was uh, not keen on playing classics because uh, it was somebody else's ideas and feelings that I was interpreting, kind of like a sign language personally interpreting somebody else's words. Uh, and I wanted to create something of my own and have something to say. Yeah. So I went education-wise and career-wise in a different direction, but I stuck with music because that was always kind of therapeutic and it uh, gave me a gave me a, a chance to communicate through music. Or mm, yeah. Communicating through words is not my uh, strongest suit. So, so I was gonna. That's something else I was gonna ask you about. How do you do lyrics? We're talking about the lyrics on this album. How do you do lyrics? Is it? Do you write the lyrics first, a song first, and then write music around it, or do you start with music and then like, oh, I need lyrics to go with this, and and see how the the music is going? Yeah, I always start with music. It's just easy for me to do that, and then the lyrics. Um, my English 101 teacher told me, you know, that no, nobody will call you a plagiarist if you're going to uh, write about your own experiences. Mm-hmm. So I just think about something uh, that matches the mood of the music, because really the mood comes from the music. And then I try to make verse, course, verse, course, break, verse, course. <laughs> right. Golden rule. <laughs> right. Um, so was most of this album written during uh, during COVID lockdown type yep. stuff? Okay. Yeah. And so is it? Yeah. Last two so albums. Were, yeah. Last two albums were the uh, COVID lockdown, especially okay. the lyric. The one before that was uh, called the Death Watch. So. Uh-huh. Okay. I thought that was rather appropriate. Yes, it is. So let's talk about some of the uh, some of the songs. What about uh, the song "Candidate"? This is one that stood out to me. What's that song about? Where's that coming from? Well, um, David Boy had a B-side. He had two candidates. Uh, there was a B-side candidate, and I was always thought whether it was a great song, uh, and nobody played it during any of the elections. And I thought that, uh, that it was in a where is it? I think it was not even a B-side. It could have been cut out or extra track on Diamond Dogs. And okay. you know how Diamond Dogs was 18, 1984 inspired. Yeah, very, po- very political. Yeah, very political. So uh, I just uh, I just felt that it's long overdue <laughs> to write this song, especially since we had just went through this uh, pretty interesting election. So I, I wrote, uh, I wrote, and I thought I think the lyrics is pretty much self-explanatory. 
and it's caused to the uh, along this line of uh, very much inspired by that David Bowie song, but not the one that is on the album. I think it was the one that got cut out and is like ball destructive. Okay. So it's not it's not a cover, it's like a homage. Uh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Could you draw give us some lyrics, give us a taste. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Walk with me, talk to, to me, let me make you a deal. Vote one for me. You will see I can make you a king or a queen. The road is long, the road is hard from a station to station. Wink wink. Nudge, nudge. <clears throat> Go home, you will see. I will make life a dream. I'm the candidate. I'm your candidate. I'm here for you and me. I'm the candidate. I'm your candidate. I will care for you and me. <laughs> awesome. That's great. So um, uh, what about uh, can't live, can't die? Well, that's song about. Well, that's uh, pretty much, uh, uh, I mean, I think that two years ago, we, in a, in a way, died a little, because what we have now, I can't honestly uh, call alive. So I think uh, for the past two years, my, my life turned into the life of a zombie. Remember the movie Warm Bodies? I, I, by the way, great soundtrack. Um, you know, you kind of like go through emotions like like a machine, but you kind of think in the background and you're thinking how ridiculous things uh, That guy is dead. Yeah. This girl is dead. That guy over there is definitely dead. Good God. Because of this kind of have a, a living experience, existence, you know, just, you know. Yeah. Uh, the song came out. Uh, the life that I had for the past few years, uh, it's it's like a lucid dreaming. It's a jail sentence that I'm waiting to, uh, waiting to end. Yeah. No, that's something I'm sure uh, a lot of people can, can relate to. I think, I mean, I have trouble, like, figure, uh, I'm sorry, I've, I've, I've I'm I'm spinning off on the discussion about the song, but it's like I, I have trouble keeping track of time, like figuring out how many how long it's been, like how many years it's been since everything just started to get like crazy. It's like right. you know the the sense of time is just like is just like shot, you know. Yeah, like today I saw a meme posted by a Chicago uh, venue called the Riviera, and I posted the the uh, uh, you know bands that they had through the 1995 uh, and uh, if I if you made me think about it if I can uh, bring it up I uh, would like to read it too because yeah the lineup that they had there you would just I I I remember. Uh, being in Chicago in 1995 and going like, nah, I don't want to see that band. I don't want to see that band. I'll see that band again uh, got, uh, sometime soon. And uh, I'm looking for the past two years. I haven't seen one band. Well, I'm right. like, check it out. 
So faces to faces, live, Blur, Murphy, George Clinton. That's only March and April. May, collection, uh, Collective Soul, June, Matthew Street, uh, Joe Santorani, August, Belmarty, Ziggy Marley, September, B.B. King, uh, Robert Hunter, October, Grand Funk Railroad, November, Lords of Essie, John Hyam, right? Veruca Salt, Freddie Jones, Portishead, uh, we go away in December, Rasta Drood, Los Lobos. And come on. Oh, that was 1997. I'm sorry. It was, well, I don't know. Highlights from 1997. Anyway. 95, so, uh, 97. It's close. Well, it's close says, enough. I get it. And you know it's from that time period because of all those those bands that are on there. You know, Lords of yeah, Madison, Veruca Salt, Collective Soul. Man, they were playing all. And this is in Chicago, right? Is that, is that in oh, Chicago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was in Chicago. I think I uh, like, <laughs> and that was like snubbing half of these bands. Uh huh. <laughs> Maybe Lords of Acid. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. The rest of it, eh, you know. Now yeah. I would have, I would have, you know, give my forgive me for saying left testicle to go see any of these shows. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Especially Baby King, <laughs> Ziggy Marley, and that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember. So the last time that you and I talked, talked, it was like I don't know, maybe a year before uh, before the the COVID lockdown stuff happened. And I, at that time, it was like we were talking about how it's so hard to to be a touring band anymore. It's just hard just because of the economy and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. how things have changed. It was hard then uh, to do to do uh, music, and now I mean. Now I realize we were actually in a golden age then, you know, that was actually like 2017, 2017, 2018 was actually a golden age. And we should have been like drinking deeply from the wine of like life at that time, because that's like, man, that's as good as you're going to fucking see for like, I don't know, maybe forever. You know, it's hard hard to say at this point how how things are going to change as if if the the pendulum is ever going to really swing back the uh, the other direction. I'm sure it will, but it's definitely a learning experience to not bitch because things could always get worse. Yeah, it was bad, but I mean, then it went to zero. And then a few months ago, I was called by by a friend of mine and we uh, to support Julie and Kay. Uh, to do a local Midwest tour, uh, um, you know, I, I, I jumped on that. Oh, yeah. I, I, it was uh, it was like, I don't care. It was a century festival. I um, uh, wanted to restart the, um, the series of concerts that they used to do annually. And uh, uh, they were uh, supposed to uh, bring all sorts of bands but it uh, it just like everything fell apart because bands from uh, other from abroad couldn't come into uh united states because of the uh vaccination restriction i mean forget about you know work visas that was uh that was something that we were upset before 
that was not a problem, but to get the vaccination to get the, uh, to to do it. So I was I was happy to jump in and and see first of all see all the people that I haven't seen for a couple of years mm-hmm. uh, because of the alumni of uh, of this um, of this festival um, is you know. Is awesome, you know. The Sanctuary uh, had a lot of uh, great bands going through uh, through them, and uh, there is, I think, that they had that uh, on Twitch a concert where they had videos of some of the alumni and music uh, played. I think it's uh, maybe an hour or maybe even more, two or three hours even. So, so you toured, you toured, so you played in Milwaukee. Did you play in any other other areas? Yes, we did Louisville, we did uh, uh, St. Paul, and uh, one more place, Indianapolis. Right. It was. It was. What's the tenth? Uh, uh, is it October? October. Yeah, in October, end of October. This this last October. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so just uh, like a few months ago. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It was end of the, uh, October, and it was Julian K, Luna Thirteen, Absence of Faith. Um, that then Milwaukee was a huge festival. There was like a ton of bands. I I I would not even remember uh, all of them. Um, and uh, of course, uh, I think. Uh, Project 44 was there, Cyanotic. What was it like, uh, the different places that you played as far as like uh, lockdowns and masks and the laws and stuff like that? Is it different everywhere you go or? or um... Well, uh, well, they, okay. Um, it, it was, the venues were pretty typical, ex, uh, except in Milwaukee where they actually well, all the venues we had to uh, uh, wear a mask, but in Milwaukee they told us to uh, to show our vaccination card. And luckily, uh, my wife and my band band name bandmate and my uh, life uh, <clears throat> executive secretary, she uh-huh. had all these cards. I had none of this. I was not even expect. I was ready, like, well, Chicago is an hour away. We can just go back home. Or go back, uh, go on to the next venue. It's, and she said, hey, wait, 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 wait. Here it is. We have it. <laughs> okay. I guess we're playing this show. But uh, when I was in, when we were playing, our first show was in Louisville. And um, so we got into the venue and we're unpacking. And um, I mean, all of the people at every venue were just lovely, awesome, can't say enough good thing about that. But when we got in, they said, well, you know, you have to mask up when you're not singing. There's the mask. Like, okay, house rules, we have masks. Uh, we, we set up, did a sound check, um, and asked them, is there any place you can grab a bite to eat? They said, well, there is a kind of a rough place down the street, just a block, but they have uh, they have a kitchen. You can go and get some sandwiches there. We go like, eh, okay, rough. <laughs> okay, great. We're punks. <laughs> Bring it on. 
We walk in there. They have a karaoke. They have a full bar, mask. What mask? Nobody knows anything about masks. <laughs> they have a bourbon galore, of course, Louisville. They every bourbon you can uh, imagine there. My eyes just went this big. And uh-huh. I was talking to my bartender, and he goes, like, you want to try this? You want to try that? And I go, like, okay, is it cool that we... Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> What would you like to eat? And then they start uh, singing karaoke. And and then uh, the cook from the kitchen came out and she sang karaoke. <laughs> and her voice was so remarkable. Uh, we were th- uh, that, okay, before that, my wife and, and I go like, oh, great, we have karaoke. Let's go do some, you know, some pick up some you know 80s hit and just have fun this chick went out with her wife we go like screw that we're going to be embarrassing ourselves here everybody there we could sing like nobody's business we had a show down the street <laughs> <laughs> we got back there back with two masks <laughs> But yeah, that no, was you're like, hey, let's just stay here and do the show in this place. <laughs> oh yeah, they had a great selection of booze. There was no, no, they served some beers and something in another place. But this place had great selection of booze. They had karaoke. I mean, it was awesome, and everybody was just like very friendly. I mean. And I was just kind of like, hmm, that's supposed to be a rough place. Okay. Okay. I can deal with that. Well, why did they just, uh, did, did they think it's rough because they weren't wearing masks? Well, apparently this was either, I guess it was a rough neighborhood. And this place uh, had a reputation and it, that it was a biker's bar and attracted, you know, hairy kind of crowd. But hell, we're kind of hairy. <laughs> we're kind of right. hairy, kind of crowd. <laughs> so right, no, we're hairy. Yeah, definitely. No, I'm. I'm always. I'm looking for places like that. I'm like, I can't find a place like that anymore. It's like they're hard. It's hard to find a good dive bar. You know. Go to it's Louisville, like- but I cannot tell you it's not a dive bar. The food was premium. It was okay, clean. Okay. Uh, there was no sticky floors. You know. My dive bar is just where you walk in. There's a shag carpet, sticky floors, and yeah. rough people, you know, like, and maybe That's 32 seats among 20 people who, who are sitting in the bar. No, I mean, everybody was just like, I don't know, clean, just regular suburbanites. Yeah, no, that's cool. Now, that's what I'm looking for, though. I'm looking for sticky floors. I'm looking for don't eat the food here, you know. Right. That's why. That's what I want. You know, it's like that's like a dying. That's a dying thing. You know, it's like the last uh, really great one in uh, my neighborhood in Houston is called the uh, Tall Texan in 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 the Heights area, and it and it fell victim to to COVID. It's like it'd been there. It's like a bar that had been there mm-hmm. for like fifty years, and you felt like you're walking back in time every time you went into it. It's like gone. You know. So if you find a place like that anymore, it's like you gotta. You know, hang on to it, man. I hope you took lots of selfies while you were in this place. Uh, no, we didn't. We were, I guess, well, first of all, we were hungry. 
second of all, we were mesmerized. And second, uh, and third of all, I think I, I was just like, oh, I could get in the candy store. Just was everything that they had that I right. missed for so many years. And speaking of a dive bar, I'm uh, here uh, right now. I'm in Kansas City, and uh, I, for I guess Christmas. Uh, I wanted to go out and uh, grab a bite to eat. Everything was closed except that um, I hopped down the street. So I went there. That was the closest thing that came to the dive bar. I mean, it was absolutely clean, absolutely. But I have not seen a dive bar in years. That's uh, a sad thing. <laughs> yeah. See what happens, uh, you know. I don't know. I got married. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of got married too, I guess. So. Oh. Oh. Well, that, that that's it. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. I didn't know. Thank you. Oh, congratulations to you. Thanks, sir. Uh, 